guy's probably fought hundreds of thousands of other super beings on the other planets he's destroyed, right? And we have to assume he's won. I don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hells. He's never fought us. Not us united. Welcome to the DC Film Squadcast. This is the DC Universe podcast where we discuss the DC Extended Universe movies and TV shows. Yeah, we're all big fans of what DC Comics is doing on the big end of small screens, and we want to make sure we talk all about it. So thanks for joining us tonight. Let's get started. My name is Scott. And I'm Tim, and we are the Squadcast. Anything happened this week, Scott? I'm not, not, I I don't know, (laughs) anything in particular. No. Oh my goodness! It's it's, it's like Comic-Con in August is basically what just happened, and it's all DC. You were underselling it. This was way better bigger than comic-con we got oh, way more out of this than we normally get well because we don't get we didn't get just one hall h presentation yeah. yeah we had an entire day that was just devoted to our wheelhouse it yep. was marvelous oh it was such a great day um man i'll tell you what like i i am so glad that they split up the two days yes <laughs> because that would have been i i wouldn't have, i wouldn't have been able to catch anything today i'll be honest with you oh no no i i i didn't even catch everything in hall of heroes i took some breaks and i and even that just that eight hours of programming that I didn't even watch all of it destroyed my weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's explain what we're going to do here. When was it? We we did this, what, like three years ago? We did five nights of Squadcast? Yes, because I remember it was like a Wonder Woman trailer and the killing joke being released theatrically yeah. and like... It was four episodes or was it five? I don't remember, but... I think it was any, five. I think was it, it was five? five. I think it was yeah. five episodes. Yeah. yeah, we did five nights in a row. Well, we're doing something similar. We're not doing five nights we're gonna do four nights we we got more kids now <laughs> so um but what we're gonna do is uh so with this episode we're gonna talk about Zack snyder's justice league the next episode which will debut the next day uh we're gonna talk about uh the batman panel and the batman trailer um the third episode we're gonna talk about the wonder woman panel as long along with trailer number two and then we'll talk about some in that same episode we're gonna talk about dc multiverse some of the stuff that uh walter hamada and jim lee greg berlanti uh, were bringing up that they were yes. bringing up yeah we're gonna talk about that stuff and then in the fourth episode we're going to talk about suicide squad we're going to talk about uh, the black adam uh little intro that we got there which was actually a really good panel for as little as they had and then uh and then we'll talk about any of the other noteworthy things like i think we'll have to talk about um the video games the two video games yeah so we'll talk about that stuff so and then and there was some other news that didn't happen at fandom that happened earlier in the week like we will it's gonna trust me guys after with four episodes we will cover everything yep and these are gonna be shorter episodes they're you know, we're going to be just over a half hour uh, with this because we're going to just do them in kind of small chunks. And I think we the reason, other reason we want to do that is because, like, you know, we may have people with certain things that they're really interested in. They want to key in on that. So we want to make sure we have an episode just devoted to that. So so that's what Absolutely. our plan is. All right. So that's the plan. Uh, guys, we've got um, a few other shows we'd like to talk to you about in our network, Squadcast Media. Go listen to DC Comics Squadcast. That's with Chris and Jordan. We have Fans Without Border. That's with Ray and Brent. We have DC TV Squadcast. That's with Ray and you. 
I guess. You guys do anything right now? Uh, we just published our final episode of new content where we discuss the ends of season two of Doom Patrol and season one of Stargirl. So I'm I'm actually kind of done with DC TV Squadcast for the foreseeable future because that's it for new shows. Sure. Okay. Very good. And then the last show we have, uh, we have, you know, Brent is doing Marvel Squadcast with his friend Brock. Absolutely. And then, of course, we have our Patreon over at patreon.com slash Squadcast Media because we are a fan-supported network, and we really do appreciate all of you who are able to financially support us and help us pay our bills. Um, we hope that we can reward you with some excellent exclusive content, including uh, exclusive shows like Squadcast Movies, where we have recorded our review of The Rocketeer, and that will be coming out sometime with Tim having to produce <laughs> four episodes this week. You're going to have to wait a little bit longer than usual, but it's coming. It's in the can. And we also have Fans of the Borders Plus, which Ray and I will get back to that at some point because we need time to watch other things right now. Yeah. And we've also been recording some really cool uh, Zoom conversations uh, where, you know, we talked about like what we were thinking about going into fandom, some of the news that Tim and I will be discussing in later episodes this week. We went ahead and kind of discussed that with Ray and Brent. And so it, it's really cool. We're really starting to spread our wings on what we're doing with for Patreon content. So remember, just $5 a month can get you access to all of that content. Yep. And, uh, you know, again, we thank you guys for the support. Um, we also did something else, Scott, which I forgot to mention. Um, we did an impromptu Zoom call with the patrons. Whoever we happened did. to get the message, and it was like so impromptu, like I said, hey, we're going live right now. <laughs> so we had, uh, what did we have, about five or six people were able yeah, to jump in? It, yeah. Jump in, jump out. Yeah. But it was, it was nice to see some familiar faces, some familiar names. And yeah. Very cool. Get the, get the chat up with them. So we'll do those little pop-up chats every now and then. I'm not going to promise too often, but, uh, you know, because of all the other stuff we're, we're doing. But I mean, I think it's a great way to kind of connect with you guys. So uh, another little perk that uh, will be out there. Absolutely. So guys, like we said, this is episode 270. This is devoted to talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League, the panel, the trailer, and a surprise that happened on Saturday night that um, I get to I get to talk to Tim about. So <laughs> yep. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about it first. Now, this was the what was the name of the panel panel exactly? It was called the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Okay. Yep. So um, this is obviously devoted to Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, had a little panel. It, and when we talk about panel, it was just Zack. And then he had a few people kind of like join in. There was no moderator. No, there wasn't. No. It, and it was and it was definitely one of the most, it, it felt like the most independently produced of the panels because they weren't interacting with anyone in the dome. It was just kind of its own sort of prepackaged thing. Yeah. Before the panel started, there was a couple people like outside of the panel that were introducing that the panel was about ready to start. I don't know who those people were, but I, I liked one of the things that they said. They said, your friends with HBO Max heard you. <laughs> yes. Thank you, HBO Max. Yeah. We appreciate that. Well, and I love the fact that they said, you know, they didn't say Warner Brothers. They said HBO Max heard you, <laughs> which is exactly kind of what we've been feeling was kind of happening. So I, I, I kind of took a little smile with that little comment made by those uh, the people introducing the panel. So Zach comes in, kind of gave, uh, you know, just kind of gave some words. Uh, not much of that was really newsworthy. But then suddenly he had a bunch of cast members come in and on behalf of the fans ask questions, which I thought was pretty cool. I I will be completely honest. The one that shocked me the most was Affleck. I was like, Affleck, <laughs> you're here. Yeah. I, 
I was not prepared for that. And it was, and, and before we even get to the question, Affleck uh, it posed from a fan. I love how basically he's playing the same game that Zach does. That if you pay attention to what's behind him at his desk, it's like, oh, that's 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 interesting. Uh, <laughs> did you did you see the graphic novels that he had behind him? Um, I remember saw I, I saw somebody comment on it. Maybe it was in our chat. I don't. I it was like a two or three graphic DC graphic novels, I believe. It was three. He had the Killing Joke. Killing Joke, yeah. He had Batman Earth One and uh, Arkham. Asylum by Grant Morrison. Okay, those are legit. Those are good ones. Yes. I also wondered, I'll be honest, the, the, the conspiracy theory and theorist in me was wondering if maybe those were some inspirations for his um, Batman script. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you could take inspiration from all those. Absolutely. But I, I did love the question uh, and and Affleck was asking us, he was, who's your favorite superhero of all time? I, I think he was doing this on behalf of a fan and, and I loved his little comedy. He kind of gave a little wink and he goes, you know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! And he was looking it, good. Wasn't Affleck? He was looking good. He was looking he was good. Looking I was happy to see that. Yeah, yeah. He looked happy too. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. So that was kind of a, a cute little moment. But um, and I can't remember exactly what Zach said. Now that I think about it. Uh, I it think wasn't newsworthy. He, <laughs> no, but at the point was, well, I've had to answer besides Batman. Like he, yeah, he, yeah, he, it was one of those. He just kind went of ahead and sidestepped. <laughs> that oh, it was Doctor Manhattan, is what he said. It was, it was Doctor Manhattan because yeah. because I remember we were well, a little peek behind the curtain. Um, Brent and Jordan and Ray and Tim and I were on a Zoom call all hanging out, watching all the panels together like we were at a con and we all like went to the con together. It was it was a fun experience. It so. was pretty fun. We And that was an impromptu thing as well. We just like suddenly said, hey, let's try to do this. We didn't do any dry runs and um, we ended up putting a couple recordings out there. You can go to our YouTube page, which is Squadcast Media. And we have um, our reactions to Zack Snyder's Justice League out there. We posted that early Saturday morning. No, uh, Sunday morning. Yes. And then, um, and then the other one was uh, the one that was posted a few hours ago. Yeah, a few hours ago yeah. on Sunday afternoon of, of us watching uh, the Batman trailer. Yeah, and I want to give credit to uh, I didn't have time to do anything with this thing, and and I had I had recorded just our reactions, and I was looking at them like this is kind of bland without the trailer being visible. And I said I don't I don't really have time or the capability to do that right now. And and you know Ray goes no no I can do this. <laughs> I'm like okay. <laughs> it's kind of what Ray does for a living. It's what Ray so, does. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, I didn't want to assume <laughs> he offered it up so yeah i gave it to ray he did he quickly volunteered it was very nice so yeah. please go check out our youtube page we're 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 we're, we're going to be doing more stuff like that it, it's kind of nice yes it is the next special guest that zach had was henry cavill <laughs> in uh what was the color shirt it wasn't the blue one was it it wasn't the blue tank top no because he, he, <laughs> he was outside he was outside he was, he was outside he said yeah. his place of business i was just like hmm, what is that yeah what is uh, what is his place of business i was very curious about that i, I was very curious i was wondering if it was like his gym or something thing I, I didn't know so uh, uh, yeah, I bet you I think you might be right Scott okay, okay. yeah God, I think you might be right. glad to know I get some good ideas oh every once in a while <laughs> everyone yeah, yeah. What, was this, what was the question there the, uh, the question on that one is like you know what, what what kind of like made you appeal what was the appeal for doing Justice League and, and what was the kind of theme essentially I'm, I'm really grossly paraphrasing there but the Zach's answer was really centered around the idea that um, what appealed to him is that all these individual heroes are loners we talked about you know how um, uh, he says you know obviously Barry Allen um, is kind of a loner. He's got these great powers, but he just kind of sticks to himself. Uh, you know, Diana has been kind of isolated for, you know, 100 years. Um, you go on and he talked about, uh, uh, you know, obviously Cyborg really struggling with what he dealt with and, you know, just kind of being a loner as well. And then, of course, Batman, whose only friend was Alfred. <laughs> 
and he's in a cave and his only friend is Alfred, I think is what he said. <laughs> so it was, it was really, and then of course, Aquaman being a loner. So he, he said that was what was kind of great. And, and he goes, that was really kind of the driving force. You know, all these people needed to be together. Like they kind of needed that outlet. So that was, that was pretty cool. I like that answer. Uh, then our next guest was Ray Fisher. We, we knew Ray was, I mean, yeah. and you got to remember, none of these people were listed on the guest list no. to, to show up. No, they so. were all surprised. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Although, I mean, Ray did hint at it from what oh, I yeah. remember. He gave us the, the, he gave us the NDA look at Justice Con. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, and so what was the great about that one is, he, um, you know, he's basically, you know, who is the heart of the movie? And, you know, of course, Zach's answer says, you know, Cyborg is the heart of the movie. And uh, he says, you know, really, he kind of, there was a second question as well. And basically what he said is like, he kind of looked at the, the whole purpose of Justice League as being a call to action. Like you needed to have some kind of event that made these heroes have to come together. And he says, that's basically, you know, the whole thing with, um, you know, Steppenwolf. And that was their call to action. And that, that, that was that precipitating event that made them come together, which I thought was kind of cool. Ezra Miller came in. <laughs> which is funny. I, it's always nice when you, it's always funny when Ezra pops in because since he's not on social media, it's like, oh, hi, Ezra. And looking very different than he looked at it in his own flash panel. Yes, he by did. The way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'll have to talk about that flash panel. That was pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, he came in and he says, you know, he says, my question is, will we see more of the handsome and talented Ezra Miller in the film? That was literally his question. Of course it was. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Zach was, you know, just kind of laughing about it. He says, yeah, we're definitely going to see a lot more of Ezra. Um, we're going to see a lot more of everybody, basically. Yeah, a lot more of everybody. He said, we'll be, see more of his emotional arc, which I think is cool because, like, we had little things kind of touched on. And, and I don't know if his emotional arc is more about what happened to his mom and his, what's happening with his dad or if it's maybe more emotional, like him meeting Iris. You know, that'd be kind of interesting right. to see. Or I'm also wondering if it has something to do with, because we know how different his role in the film is compared to what was in the theatrical it's like the hit what he has to use his powers for in the movie i wonder if that also has something to do with it as well like him discovering the hero he can be yeah i, I like the other comment he, he kind of uh gave ezra some crap because you're making me come to work on music videos in a desert at the last minute <laughs> which if you guys he, he, that actually did happen <laughs> yes yes the, the the uh the, the hanukkah yeah the hanukkah music video yeah. yes uh gal Gadot popped in which was pretty cool and zach was really kind of praying and her, hey, you know, I was so excited for Wonder Woman 1984. He said, you're amazing in it. And he uh, gave a lot of praise to Patty Jenkins, which I thought was kind of cool. You got to remember Stone Quarry is one of the production companies production companies that is working on, you know, Wonder Woman 1984. 1984. Yeah. And then this is the one that really surprised me. Patty Jenkins popped in. Yes. <laughs> which I thought was great. I thought I loved it was great to see uh, like how the panels, like whether it was corporately structured, of course it was corporately structured that way, but it, it was nice to see, you know, the different directors and the different films kind of yeah. play with each other. Yeah. Well, and obviously he has a relationship with her because, I mean, she's, you know, <laughs> directing a film that he's, you know, helping to produce. And uh, he came in and said, you know, there's really something that's going to be cool that you're going to see with The Flash. And uh, he says, there's going to be something that you've never seen before uh, in a Flash iteration. Uh, and he, he kind of like hinted at like he's a quantum figure. So, and, and I think we see maybe a little hint of that in the trailer. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Um, then, of course, a couple people that have been integral to um, the Snyder Cut movement, Fiona, he had a little conversation with her. It was a really nice conversation, just kind of talking about like why you know what made her want to get involved and and <laughs> try to help start you know setting up some of these events it's really nice to see her because usually you just see her on twitter uh dexter washington and uh they had a really nice conversation there so it was, it was kind of great that he had a couple of different people on and had his little one-on-one -on -one 
conversations. That was that was something I didn't quite expect. Right. It, it was definitely I got the sense. And this is kind of my own personal commentary that a lot of this panel was for the fans and those involved in the Snyder Cut movement, because my takeaway from that panel was if you were a casual or if you were just a general fan, there was a lot being discussed in that panel that you had no context for unless yeah. you had actually <laughs> been like embroiled in the Snyder Cut movement. Right for the last two and a half years. Yeah, they'd have no idea. And then the two newsworthy pieces of, of news that came out of this actual panel, uh, the film is going to be released in parts. There's going to be four parts that are going to be one hour each. So the film, so Zack Snyder's Justice League will be four full hours. Yep. And so when we talk about four parts, we have no idea if that's going to be weekly or monthly. We, we have no, at least he didn't say anything there, but uh, it's going to be in four parts. And then the other piece of news is that following the release of those four different parts, it's all going to be put together in some type of film. Film. So you're going to get a, a single uh, film out of it, which is really cool. Which I think makes perfect sense. Like you do the streaming structure of part one, part two, part three, part four. And then once that's done, cool. Now that we've kind of milked that streaming model, then we'll release it as the full four hour movie. Yep. And then the second piece of news is um, he, he, he tried to reassure all the international fans that they are trying to work out some type of distribution plan so that they can see it. If they're not able to get HBO Max, like there will be some kind of other avenue there's a plan b basically there's a plan b that they're working on so that was that was really nice because i i think you know that's a common thing that comes up uh, we hear it from a lot of our international listeners you know the frustration that you know they don't have access to everything that we have access to here in the united states so that's that was really cool yeah all right scott let's talk about the trailer <sighs> hallelujah is what i want to say <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, how well it played, felt sir i, I was did. so happy to see the leonard cohen song you know because it, it, it obviously that exact same song was used in watchmen mm-hmm. which which was great. Such a great song. And you uh, you obviously know the song. I, I remember when this song, the first I had heard Hallelujah was the Jeff Buckley cover of it, which was like 10 years after Leonard Cohen's song. So I was like in my mid-20s when that one came out. I, rem- I remember I heard that version because it was on the soundtrack for the uh, USA TV show, The Dead Zone. So, But I okay. remember that that's how I heard the Jeff Buckley version. I think Leonard Cohen's the, that's kind of the version. I mean, didn't Cohen write the song? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He spent like 10 years writing the song. Really? I was not aware of oh, that. Yeah. He spent a long time writing it. Yeah, it was one of these things that he was really kind of pouring over. And and I know I'm like praising his song so much, but like to me, it's like one of the greatest songs ever written. It's like such a ambiguous and meaningful song because you even look at the lyrics and you can find lots of different meanings to it. And and he mm-hmm. doesn't he's never come out and said exactly what it means, other than just kind of saying like Hallelujah is just basically saying that Hallelujah can be used in all kinds of different situations, which I thought was really cool. But any it's such a great tone, and it was all throughout the trailer up until yeah. the end. I'm gonna. T- talk a little bit about that later okay. um because i've got some insights into that okay dark side replacing steppenwolf and looking swole i'm, yeah. s- I'm sorry <laughs> i mean it's like and another thing is like that's how you start the trailer yeah you start the trailer by giving us dark side yeah or or uxus or you know what it's dark let's just let's just it's, it's dark side but it's uxus right because it's right. it's it's a historic it's from the historical it's right from it's the from history the his- lesson yeah. it's from the history lesson so it's it should be pre-omega sanction yeah but the great thing about that is like like literally in the theatrical cut that was steppenwolf so they took that 3d you know uh, uh model and basically instead of using dark side because they had made a decision to strip dark side entirely out of the film and uh they put in steppenwolf into <laughs> the history lesson oh he looked he looked amazing i mean it was like such because we speculated how much of dark side we we're gonna see we thought we'd see like we didn't think we were gonna see that much and we thought it would be like kind of like the the thing at the very end like if you see anything the sting the stinger at the end yeah no zach said no you're gonna get the stinger right away right in your face it was fantastic 
like I loved it. Oh my god! And I noticed that he—I'm not sure if you would call it a brand or a scar, but it's like in his skin. The yeah. omega symbol is yeah. like—it's almost like a bone structure. That's what it kind of looked like. Yeah. Okay, so you think bone structure? I was thinking like brand, or it was like cut. Scar- yeah, I mean, it, it was something like that, but it was like a bump. Like it kind of looked like a bump coming out of his skin. It, it looked really cool. Yeah, and he had, and, and he didn't even have an. It wasn't an axe he was holding. No. It was something else that he's going to use to smash into the ground and release the anti-life equation. Clearly, he doesn't have his powers yet, right? The you know clearly the yeah. means yeah. yeah. Um, I you know, and I think if I remember right in the theatrical release, I think he that was him killing the Green Lantern. That exact same animation was Steppenwolf. That was Steppenwolf taking the axe and smashing it into the ground. No, he was he was killing a Green Lantern because remember the ring came off and flew past him, and he turned around and looked at it. No, I know he kills a Green Lantern at some point i'm saying i i remember what i remember it was that shot was when he swings the axe to strike the ground yeah i okay i could be wrong in this but i'm pretty sure that's the one where he killed the green lantern steppenwolf okay so i think this is dark side killing a green lantern okay and i think it's him releasing the anti-life equation so those okay. someone else who's apparently watched uh, you know theatrical justice league more recently than we have <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh let, let us know which one of us won i'm just saying either one is cool so yeah <laughs> you can't go wrong with either one um the superman death scene like the the scream that awakened the mother box. The mother boxes. Yeah. Uh, and and once again, I've got some more insight into that okay. coming later because I, I want you to pay attention to the fact that it was moving very slowly. There, there's something to that. Okay. We saw the Justice League wreckage. So this was the, you know, the nightmare. Hall of Justice. Yeah, the Hall of Justice. Um, there was a Joker card that was flying through the air. There's three, there's at least three more Easter eggs. Yeah. What were the other ones? I mean, I saw there was a Trident. Walkerman's um, tri- Trident. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman's Shield is in the wreckage. Okay, yeah. And the portrait of Thomas Wayne is in the wreckage. Okay, I didn't see that one. I tried looking at it, but I, I couldn't, I didn't have like the highest quality right. when I went through and, it. But... And you have to like scrub it. Like it it moves. So like yeah. most people catch the Joker card because it literally flies at you. Yeah. So. And I, and I take this as nothing other than this is just debris from <laughs> from the Hall of Justice or whatever it is. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, this that storyboard from March of 2018 that we talked, you know, that got leaked and that we talked about. And you know, you, you even see the parademons like scavenging and taking stuff away because it's still that exact same shot from the nightmare scene in BVS with the yeah. ships and the fire pits and everything. The hologram of Bruce looking at Superman. When I saw that, I'm like, oh, okay, that was a scene from the theatrical cut because I was thinking it was in that theatrical release, but it was only ever in a trailer, which never made it into the theatrical release. And the hologram is even more detailed than it was in that trailer. Like they're, yeah. they've gotten some more passes on the sure. VFX. Yeah. Um, then we got the great shots, you know, Arthur walking out on that pier uh, we had victor playing football uh his mother was in the crowd yes uh, no father on. no father in the crowd mm-hmm. just his mother we saw the black suit superman walking out of the was it the scout ship it's a scout ship it's flight two point it's that flight 2.0 right yeah the scene we got that nice little scene with diana at the bank with the little girl yes and what's and you can see that the wall was blown out behind her so they totally changed that whole explosion sequence right because we saw it in one of the early trailers that the bomb does go off yeah it's blowing out the side of the building but yes exactly and then in the theatrical release we didn't have to go up into the air and not blow anything up so yeah and they took a scene because because we did a little diana connecting with little girls scene like at the montage at, at the, the very end, end. yeah and, and apparently it's a it's another example of how stuff just got repurposed and reshot and used in other places where she's supposed to have that connection at that moment because she saves the people yeah and it, it wasn't that same girl mm. no, i don't remember that shot um but it was she's got such a pretty smile <laughs> Oh my, my 
gosh. It's just, she's, she, Gal Gadot just lights up a room. She does, yeah. So that was that was a really neat uh, thing to see. Now, again, like everything we're talking about here, none of this stuff had we seen other than a couple things maybe in a trailer. Right. None of this was actually in the movie. It wasn't in the movie that got released. We finally saw a small part of Barry saving Iris. Which does correspond with those Ascended Ancient links sure does. Uh, uh, back in the day. Because we, we did see from the trailer him poking through yeah. the glass with his finger, but then we see more of the scene where, yeah. you know, you see the car flip and he's, and we see Kersey Clemens. Yes. She's in the trailer. She looked great. And uh, we actually see him without shoes on because that was something from the uh, uh, the leaked uh, early renderings. Uh, mm-hmm. His shoes actually kind of being left behind. So that was kind of cool. Then there was that scene of Victor. I don't know if he's pounding or if he's digging. It looked like he was pounding at a gravesite. I don't know exactly what it was, but. It- yeah, there's been some discussion about whether he's digging up his, either at his mom's grave or it's his own grave, like whatever they would have buried. Buried of him, yeah. 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 So that was, uh, you could just tell that, my God, that's going to be one of those emotional moments in the film. Uh, we get Batman on top of the gargoyle. Without the stupid tarp. Without the stupid tarp. And this is obviously above the police station. So. Yeah, you even see GCPD like yep. right below the gargoyle. Um, this is the one I was excited about. Martha and Lois. Martha Manhunter. Or Martha Manhunter, yeah. <laughs> uh, at the apartment. This was one, Zach, you know, if you need, want to find it, there's those uh, those things out there, um, the storyboard. Uh, Arthur yeah. and Mira. And this was one where actually he was leaving behind his armor. And the Quindant. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, and I couldn't remember from the theatrical release um, if if he did that at that time as well. He he, he kind of left, but I think it was a re, it was a different shot because I feel like you remember I him so. leaving to the left instead of leaving to the right. And we never saw in the theatrical where the armor and the Quindant came from. Yeah, we never saw that. But what's interesting about this one is he's leaving it behind. Yeah. So is this something that happens later in the film? I don't know. I see. I think it's something. My speculation is that it happens then because remember he still has to meet Volko. Yeah, that's right. So I feel like there's a conversation that happens after he comes and helps save Mira from Steppenwolf. Right. And then as he was kind of like going back into the water, which is just a beautiful shot, it made me think of that Man of Steel thing where he kind of put his arms out. And came out of the Black Zero. Yeah, right. And then I think we all assume this is Desaad, and I, I think it's probably a pretty good guess that we actually see Desaad. Uh It has been confirmed it is Desaad. Okay, so then it's it's Desaad, which just looked fantastic. <laughs> and he's in a building in that nightmare, in that nightmare future. Or oh, is it Apocalypse? No. Well, I'm a... Well, we get, Oh, because Apocalypse could be, has got yeah. the because Apocalypse had because our understanding is that when we hear that line, there's no Kryptonian, no no lanterns, no Kryptonian, no protectors. It's Steppenwolf reporting back okay. to Desaad. So the fact that we do see fire pits in the background might suggest that he's commu- it might be the nightmare scene or he's communicating to Desaad on Apocalypse. Mm. So I'm wondering if it's maybe the future. See, I was thinking it might be the future um, nightmare sequence, him going in the Hall of Justice or whatever you call it. And basically seeing that it's all like a waste. And then, because you can see in the background, you know, like yeah. little fire pits and all that. So right. who knows? And, and, and something that lent to your theory, Tim, is Jay Oliva did drop a clip from Justice League War of Desaad torturing Superman. Oh my God, what we might be getting. So that might have been a, that might have been a wink at something we might see in a nightmare sequence. Okay, man, I'm, I'm so intrigued right now. Um, then this is the one that's going to absolutely kill me. This is where you see Victor. He's like injured at Star Labs. He's like kind of limping and, and I can't tell if his sweat or tears coming off of his face or something else. I mean, he is a tear. I, I'm sure it's a tear. Yeah. Flash is right behind him. So you could see whatever it is he's sh- damaged or shaken up or 
whatever. We get a little hint about what it might have might be later. Um, this jumps over to Superman. We see him up above the building, the the, the tall skyscrapers, looking down at Lois and her looking up at him. That's gonna be another one. That moment, that connection where she realizes that you know he's back because she wasn't the big guns and she wasn't driven to Heroes Park <laughs> for the fight. That didn't happen. Yeah, there's not gonna be an Alfred chauffeuring her. <laughs> no, no, no. In a police car, no less. Yeah, in a police car. Yeah. Now this is the one. This is absolutely gonna kill me. Uh, Silas saving Victor's life. Or oh, oh, is it? Is it save? Uh... I interpret it as he's trying to destroy the mother box and it doesn't work because the laser is like bounce. Like you can see the the laser hits the mother box and oh, the see. laser is refracting off of the mother box in that chamber uh, that Silas is in. Okay. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Um, I mean, it, it, it was a, you know, you, you obviously think of Dr. Manhattan, you know, John Osterman just being disintegrated. Yes. Uh, that was just a devastating little scene. And and if you look, you can actually see that behind Victor is uh, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Yeah. Yes. So so that's why I was thinking he was saving Victor because Victor is obviously not destroyed after that because I think the scene after that is the one where he's limping with Flash. I don't know. This, we don't know. It's speculation. We don't we know. Just don't know. So we yeah, just we don't, don't know. know. But emotionally, it's going to kill me. You know, we see some Connie Nielsen, which is cool. Uh, Steppenwolf with the moving and flowing spikes. Yes, because his armor is like alive which makes me think that there was supposed to be a design aesthetic connecting uh, all the apocalyptians and cyborgs and cyborg is built from a mother box mm-hmm. like there was there's supposed to be design elements shared amongst all these characters yeah oh man that's it's, he just looks he looks great he looks fantastic I, I'm we're gonna be real curious to see what the voice is uh, oh, yes. then we get Wonder Woman Aquaman cyborg on that little ramp uh, at the over at the, the power plant I think over in I assume Russia still <laughs> I, I don't know. We don't know. That, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> it was Russia that, in the, you know, the theatrical it, release. In theatrical. But, you know, because we had seen that shot before, but this one has been, you know, even finalized more because now there's like energy or fire and yeah. smoke. And when one, and like Wonder Woman has left an impression in the ground yeah. because she drops down into that, into that pose. Yeah. And that's one we did see in the theatrical, but it was it, it obviously color corrected. And, and, and it was just Wonder Woman. It was just Wonder Woman. Yeah. But we had seen that shot just you know with the other changes made yeah um now this was one that i was really trying to figure out what was happening in the scene there's something on top of a building or inside a building and it happens so fast you can't see it but if you keep pausing it and trying to scrub through it i don't know if i was seeing commissioner gordon and swanwick it was right after that that scene of uh wonder woman aquaman and cyborg because there's, huh. there's a person well there's a person in, it looks like camo it's it's really kind of hard to tell but if you scrub past it and look at it to right to the right it looks like a person in camo and it immediately made me think of swanwick so Okay. I'm going to be real curious about that one. Uh, we get a really quick shot of Superman fighting Steppenwolf with the black suit on. That's one you right, have to from, pause it just to catch it. Yes. You get one of, uh, I think, King Atlan, which must be from the uh, history, history lesson. History lesson, yeah. yeah. Uh, a Batmobile running over and hitting hitting and running over a parademon. <laughs> is, it, is it him hitting, or is it a parademon sideswiping him trying to attack the Batmobile? Yeah, yeah so exactly. fast. Yeah. I, I can't tell. It was just happening so fast. Uh, there's a shot I really loved. Batman just like blocking that little parademon burst or energy blast whatever it is with his gauntlet with his gauntlet that was kind of cool like I didn't expect to see anything like that that was that was a neat scene the flash that speed force effect or whatever is happening I don't know exactly what's going on but my god was that a thing of beauty oh my god I have a theory what it what it is um because we know that the ending involves him running back in time and I wonder if that's him like in the speed force like you know that's how they're they're depicting the time travel yeah I don't know say the other thing too and I, I couldn't 
couldn't tell if there was a, an explosion behind him, like maybe a nuclear explosion, and then that was like the blast going past him. Like I couldn't. Oh, that shot. Yeah. That's that's the unity. Like yeah, that's the they screwed up, and that's when he's about to start running. Right, right. And but that's what I couldn't tell. But I mean, but God, it, it was beautiful. It was such a beautiful shot. I cannot wait to see that whole sequence there. Yeah. Clark meeting, you know, in the cornfield with Martha and Lois. Just another special shot. Like I'm so happy we get to finally see that. We got to see another one from that leak of Victor sending those missiles towards Earth. Like with that sort of simulation. Or something, sending them somewhere. Yeah, that little simulation. Right, the fact that he can like control technology. Right, so, right. Yeah. Um, we got to see the um, the little scene of uh, Victor saving that police officer at Heroes Park. Yeah, who who I believe is still Mark McClure. Yeah, well, he should, yeah I'm sure he'll be in there. Yeah. Uh, Flash was running back in time, I assume. Where... Right, because, yeah, it's like built, it quant- that's that quantum. Yeah. Oh, yes. And then uh, they had the thing where the Justice League was on top of that cooling tower being picked up by um, the Flying the Fox. The Flying Fox, yes. Yeah, in the theatrical release, they're on top of some building. Right, looking at the cooling tower. Looking at the cooling tower. And here with they, the little flowers with blooming. With the little flowers blooming, whatever the hell that was. I don't know. And then that was the end of like the, the Cohen track. And then it showed like uh, the Warner, uh, you know, the Warner or the HBO Max logo. And then, you know, saying 2021. And then you get the first, you know, uh, spoken words in the trailer. And it's Flash. And he's, they're in that little, what was that? Actually, if you if you look carefully, that scene at the end is is cut from two different scenes. Yeah, so they can get yeah because you you have some scenes of them in the Wayne Aerospace hangar, and when they're basically any shot when they're in civilian clothes is from the hangar, and any shot of them in their costumes is in the Batcave. Right, right. Yeah, it was just Flash saying, uh, "This guy has defeated hundreds of thousands of super beings on the other planets that he's destroyed." Right, and we have to assume that he's won, and then that's where they cut to another scene. <laughs> they uh, the common thing that you see in trailers, but this is the one where um, the dialogue from Bruce, which we think is a different scene, is like, I don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hells, he's never fought us, not us united. So, which was great because, I mean, that was obviously the the little phrase that Zach gave us, you know, during this campaign. Well, yeah, because it was, um, and I'll bring something up, it's on the back of the Zack Snyder's Justice League t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. And the hoodie, yeah. Yeah, that was so. great. So, oh man, overall trailer thoughts? <sighs> I you you could just tell it was a it was a trailer for the fans because it was all these things that let's be honest everything in that trailer was stuff that has been images that have been released yeah you know over the years so it you know I I've seen some reactions from other people who felt that they were whelmed or this I mean, basically what it came down to me is this trailer was for the fans this wasn't for casuals it wasn't really for general audience this trailer was cut for us it was cut for the fans because it was all stuff that we haven't seen and that was the point yes exactly or things we've seen still images of and now we're finally seeing it in motion yep no, no, it's the best. Uh, for me, it's the most satisfying trailer I've ever seen from a Zack Snyder film. Yeah, I remember you posting that and talking about that. And that's and that's like a, an initial reaction. You know, maybe I'll feel a little differently. You know, if time were to go on. But I mean, that's how I feel right now. Uh, it, it to me, it was just fantastic. I loved it. Uh, it it kind of it kind of scratched all those itches I've had. <laughs> well, it's it's a movie we've been waiting for for two and a half years. And Absolutely. We we still have another half a year to wait for. All right. So and then you guys had that panel uh, with real. Called Real in Motion. Yes. On Saturday Night Falling, all the um, the the fandom stuff. So tell us what happened there, Scott. Uh, well, um, to be honest, I was just gonna be there and hang out with like the normal guys. T- you know, Chris Wong, Stephen Colbert. You know, Garza, Ben, Comet Movie Marks. You know, Dave. I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna hang out and talk about the stuff. And uh, and then 46 minutes into this live stream, Zack Snyder joins the roundtable. <laughs> I. I 
I didn't know how to, what to do. It's <laughs> kind of like, oh, I'm fine. Hi, Zach. How you doing? That's awesome. Um, it was fun. It, it was funny when he started off by saying, because he was just like, uh, he obviously he was like on an iPad. Because he was like, I don't have a microphone. I feel like an, I feel like an amateur. <laughs> just kind of like, oh, okay, man. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate that. <laughs> That's cool. So, uh, yeah. So he ran and he grabbed a drink and he poured a drink and we would just sort of chat. And he like, he took our questions and we talked about all kinds of things. Uh, it was interesting getting to ask the man himself some questions um and i was and one if you want to get like all the details it he was on for about 45 minutes almost on the nose and you can go to real in motion on youtube i do know that they're going to be releasing just the zach uh you know the, the full video is like three hours 15 minutes but they're going to release a video of just the zach portion and the audio on their podcast where you if, if you're listening to us you can find their podcast real in motion the same place you can find us and they're going to do an audio clip of just that 45 minutes. But one thing that he revealed was the we'd always heard that he had a cut of this trailer that he's had for like two years and he was ready to go. Apparently the original trailer was five minutes long because it was all of Hallelujah. He had, oh, a, he had a trailer okay. cut for the entire song. Okay. But this wasn't a real trailer though, right? I mean, this was like a cut to say that this is the idea. Well, it, it was meant to be a real trailer but it was never finished because there was some previs, there was some right. post-vis there's some storyboard stuff. Okay. Like, because not everything was completed. He sure. just basically said, this is the trailer I would, if I was going to do a full five-minute trailer, this is what I would have. Okay. And it was going to be the whole Hallelujah song. Cool. Well, the whole Hallelujah song is like, is it five or is it seven minutes? Maybe I'm thinking of the live one. The live one's like seven. Yeah, it's five. Because the version we got was what they ended up cutting it down to because for all the unfinished stuff, uh, he revealed that it's because this is what we could get done before Fando. Oh, okay, cool. So I wonder if we'll eventually see the five-minute montage I, I don't know That'd be cool. uh, it'd be cool but i feel like we don't need it because now we've seen like half the shots so so hit the what are the other big highlights because i mean it, it, we could probably talk for an hour about everything yeah well i mean big th- uh, one thing is is that he did reveal that they are working when we talk about completing the movie they're working on about two thousand vfx shots okay yeah it's usually it's usually such a large number because every little thing is like a vfx shot of some sort yeah yeah but this is just for the stuff that wasn't finished yeah for the stuff that wasn't finished okay right uh like for instance the the batman blocking the parademon blast thing like that was that was never done oh, like okay. that was completely finished so that was finished recently yes okay that's cool uh so he talked a lot about like you talked about the superman shot and he talked about we'd heard that that was going to be you know the death of superman from a different perspective and he basically hinted at what we're going to get is the death of superman the way that we're going to see the death of superman the way batman saw it Oh, okay. And it's going to be, and you notice how it was moved in very sort of slow-mo and stuff. Because remember how the death of the Waynes was that very stylized right. slow motion during the credits? The death of Superman recap is going to be the opening credits of Justice League. Okay. From Batman's perspective. Okay, that's cool. That that makes a lot of sense because, um, you know, obviously young Bruce Wayne screamed and ba- and Superman screamed. Yes. And he said, because you're going to see him, you, he, Zach, and this is a quote from Zach, you see him seeing the sacrifice that Superman, you know, he was talking about, if you think of the first moment he saw Superman, he was like, F that guy. And now this guy is, you know, giving his life to save all of us. And so that is kind of setting up Batman. That's reminding you about Batman's motivation in this movie. Okay. Because he's a, he, for Zach, he said it was the notion that he, Batman, kind of effed up a bit and kind of read it wrong. And it's a problem. And Bat, and he says he has to fix it. And he 
anything that's cool. He he's it's just showing that Batman is motivated again, but now he's motivated by something else for this movie. Okay, yeah. I, obviously, I mean that was a turning point from the last film. Exactly. Yeah, obviously, you know this that just kind of continues that, and, or that basically sounds like that's just kind of putting it into action. You know, the turning point. What what other what other few big things? Uh, well, I asked him about the quote. That was my that was like the one question I got to ask was I asked him about the quote, and he said he his answer was one hundred percent completely intentional. He said my timeline is different from yours. I have a longer look. So basically the point is he had this trailer cut two years ago. He knew that's how the trailer was going to end. So that's why that quote shows up on the sure. back of yeah. the Zack Snyder's Justice League t-shirt. He said that it was it's important to the movie. So he felt like it was important to the, the hoodie and that it kind of spoke to the movement and that the movement is paying off with this trailer. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of fun because, you know, like all these little things he does always has like a purpose. <laughs> and of course, like, I don't think we necessarily recognize it at the time, you know, that whole quote, like what it was going to really mean. But I mean, that's that's kind of cool to have that full circle thing happen. Yeah. Uh, the Hallelujah song has been on the trailer the entire time. That was what you really Well, yeah, that five minute trailer. OK. Yeah. The five minute trailer. Uh, he did reveal, however, it's a personal song for the family. OK. So, so we know what that means. Yeah, we know what that means. So yeah. it just felt right to be uh, in this trailer. He said, I think that the song is particularly really for all of us it has significance beyond just the movie we all love the song and it just felt like it wrangled the whole thing into the why of it okay and he thought that the song was the right way to do that yeah no i mean i i totally get it too because i mean that's like there's like been like two or three songs in my life that have just like made me cry (laughs) and that's one of them so like i totally get it completely get it yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna start to kind of skim through some stuff he did address lex and deathstroke cool thing he revealed was lex definitely had an arc that was planned to continue so he planned for more lex he did say that he didn't shoot all his bullets he shot a lot of them but he didn't shoot all of them sure uh so but he did and he said that with this massive machine and i'm guessing he's referring to hbo max behind him he he says i can do anything he said not really but he felt like he'd do anything he said that with zack Snyder's justice league there's a lot of things that he definitely wanted to do that he envisioned to do and that he as he's been going through the movie he said good let's just do that then and so that this version of the movie that we're going to get is in ways even more completed and it got a bit longer than the 214 and then that's when he reinforced the fact that this is going to be a full four hour movie uh, I will say if you go back watch the video or listen to the podcast as much as we've talked about it he reiterates from his own mouth that that he thinks that this being broken up into a series for HBO Max is a plus and that he'd always envisioned it that way yeah, so course. we've been talking about it you saw the quote in the hollywood reporter if you want to hear the man say it himself th- i mean there it is it still won't be enough for some people <laughs> uh, yeah. uh he did talk about how he was told about the two-hour mandate like that was addressed to him and he thought it was a joke when he was told that because basically he was like look at the rest of my work <laughs> right what zack snyder film fits into that <laughs> exactly i mean his par- i'm paraphrasing but basically he said i don't make short movies he- and so that was that was a really fun quote um that he talked about he talked about a whole bunch of other things uh he did talk about the fact that when he addressed the idea that with Superman not being in the early marketing originally, apparently that was a studio decision. Yeah. Because he, he addressed the fact he was like, uh, I think you guys know he's coming back. <laughs> yeah. It was always a strange decision. Yeah. Well, it wasn't his decision. Yeah. So that's why Superman's all over that trailer. Talking about the fact that the trailer is a lot of stuff that we've seen before. Well, apparently the reason for that is because all those shots were taken from the trailer. He had the trailer on his phone and whenever he wanted to drop something on Vero for some reason, he would find a cool shot in the trailer. He would screen capture it on his phone and that's 
what he would end up posting. So that's why what the trailer we saw today means so much to us fans is because it literally is the images we've been seeing because they were all taken from that version of the trailer on his phone. And the last thing I feel like is important to say is that he he really believed this would take five years. Yeah. So the fact that we're getting it in two and a half is really an amazing thing. Yeah. And we thought of that too. I mean, we thought like, what are the odds of this thing happening anytime soon? Like there would have to be a lot of distance in time. And in this case, it, it was really uh, a change of people. <laughs> That's what kind of accelerated more than anything. And then the whole idea of like a streaming service, that was the, the biggest game changer. Absolutely. Well, cool. Well, I can't, I haven't, uh, I haven't heard it yet myself, so I can't wait to go listen to it. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's lots of fun. It was, it was, a, it was, it was a great experience. So I was. <laughs> Achievement I was, unlocked, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Trophy. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, that's it for this little mini episode. Remember, we got a couple more, a few more coming here in a row. Hope you had fun listening. Please go out and check out the next few episodes that we have coming out. You can find us on DC Film Squadcast on Twitter. You can find me at Alan Fire. You can find me at ScottDC27. Then you can email the show at DCFilmSquadcast at gmail.com. Let's hear what you have to say. And of course, we've got Vero, Facebook, website, YouTube, Squadcast Media, everywhere else. Guys, uh, buckle in because we got a lot more content coming your way. All right. See you guys. Bye. blow up those stupid flowers or whatever the heck they were at the end of Justice League Theatrical Cut. Oh, sure. Why not? Why? What the, what the heck was that? Look, I, 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 <laughs> I'm about as, like, earth-friendly as you can be, you know? But, like, that was ridiculous. Those things, I gotta go. Yeah. Bye, bye, bye bloomy flowers.